Hey friends, this is Holly Bame Lytle, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism in the Wild podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences, raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's panel of exceptional autism parents. Welcome to another episode of Isaac's Autism in the Wild podcast. Wow, I'm already stumbling over my words and we're just at the start of the recording. Hopefully it gets better. The topic that these wonderful parents have joined me to talk about today is their favorite autism bloopers. And this is what's so funny is is that um, every single parent is like, I know I have a lot, but like I need to remember them because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like a camera crew should be following me around all stinking day because um, also too, I can only imagine what our family looks like to the general public when we're out, um, when we're out in like mainstream world, in the wild, if you will. Um, So... Um, my question, everybody was like trying to come up with their favorite autism bloopers, and I'm sure as we're sharing some of our stories, you guys are going to be thinking of lots of um, ones that you can share. And this will also be a topic that we'll be um, doing periodically with different groups of parents who have their own sets of different stories. Now, I'm a little bit different than most um, because... I, for many, many, many years, I do not keep baby books on my children. So when Isaac, after my son Isaac passed away, I just lost all of my desire to keep baby books because it just feels so, it just bothers me that like I don't, I can't finish my son Isaac's baby book. So I just never could get into it after Isaac died. So I didn't do baby books. So my kids will ask me questions about like, when did I first sit up? I would totally make it up. So then I'm like, I should start writing some of this down because if they ever go back to verify the information, like it doesn't exist. So I have to have like little notes, but I will tell you that um, when Facebook became a thing, and I was just received my Facebook notification last night that I have officially been on Facebook for 12 years. I know, right? Um, that when Facebook became a thing, part of my just little hobby was I would just capture some of the things that my children did um, on Facebook. And so I've always said that at some point I need to like download those into download those into like actual books because their whole life has been chronicled on Facebook. So if you guys follow me on Facebook, just on my personal page, you have been getting years and years and years of my autism bloopers. And then I also um, started writing because my kids have always been super into superheroes. And my daughter, I have one daughter, and she just had this like love affair with sock pants. Now, if you don't know what sock pants are, I'm going to tell you because we we invented that terminology just for the record. So if those ever take off um, or that, that terminology gets stolen, like just know that you heard it here first, people. So for her, sock pants were tights um, that, but she called them sock pants because there was socks and pants all in one article of clothing. So they became sock pants. And my daughter did not feel that it was appropriate to cover these beautiful sock pants with skirts because then you're just ruining the joy of sock pants. So literally for years, many of my posts early on were about my daughter and her sock pant adventures and all the different places that we had to go wearing just sock pants. So I started writing under um, the pen name of Sock Pants and Superheroes. And so I did used to write for even a local magazine. Um, And so 
I also have a Facebook page that's called Sock Pants and Superheroes that I try and capture some of those um, wonderful stories. So um, I've got a bajillion. Um, feel free to send me a Facebook friend request if you want to go through the archives of all of the hugely embarrassing things that I've had to live through um, with my children. So anyway, I'm going to, I think Dave mentioned that he had a story. He's, you like me probably, um, I do read some of your Facebook posts and, some, and can glean some of those. Maybe some people are a little bit more private. I just like to put my shit show out there for everybody to appreciate because I feel like that is autism ambassadorship in terms of, you know, hey, you want to see what autism is? Here, I'm going to, let me just like share it. And so I get lots and lots of uh, people saying that I rival um, Irma Brombeck, which I don't know, like I, maybe I'm too young to have appreciated her, right? She wrote a weekly in a newspaper and some of these quirky parenting experiences from like an older perspective, which um, is kind of fun. So does anybody have any Facebook, or I'm sorry, Facebook quality um, autism bloopers that they want to share? Because like I could just talk for hours. I'm David. Uh, my daughter Morgan is 11 years old and she has autism. It seems that these come about in um, events with large crowds, birthdays or other gatherings. And I think there's already sensory overload. So we have the... Um, birthday party in which I thought we were covered. They were having cupcakes, um, which is one of her favorite, and she likes vanilla cupcakes, not chocolate. They had 20. There was about 11 kids. I'm like, oh, we are fine. As they're singing happy birthday, she identifies one vanilla cupcake that's hers. Mind you, these are identical to any other person on earth, but she's identified one vanilla cupcake that's hers. So as the singing ensues and then ends, some other young lady apparently grabbed that cupcake and she just went batshit crazy. So of course I had to remove her from the party. I grabbed a cupcake and I removed her from the party and people are looking, I'm like, I don't care anymore. And I just trying to convince her, like, you know, this cupcake is identical to the rest. She's like, that little girl took my cupcake. I'm like, I didn't want to look at the little girl. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to identify who it was, who the offending party was, because I didn't want to have anything against the little girl. I was like, you know, and I said, Morgan, she's like, she needs to spit it out and put it back together. I'm like, if people were humanly capable of that, I guess. But, sweetie, would, this cupcake. My question, would she have eaten it if she had spit it out and put it back together? Well, most likely, yeah, because, I, I mean, that's where her brain was locked in at. And, I mean, so at some point, after about 20 minutes of raging and essentially wanting to commit homicide on this little girl, uh, she said, fine, I'll have that one. And then we were back. So then fast forward to 4th of July this year, and we're at a gathering of people. And these are friends who understand Morgan, and they have children that have kind of issues of their own. We went to Target and bought two packs of those really tame fireworks slash poppers slash whatever. Um, so we're in their backyard and we open one of them and Morgan is struggling with the one she has and I'm trying to help her. Meanwhile, all the other kids are doing just fine with them and they just drain the one package of them. Again, just a complete fit of rage. Now, mind you, our friends understand Morgan, they understand our situation, but they're also trying to help. And in trying to help, it's really just exacerbating the situation. I mean, God love them. They're doing everything they can to try to, you know, sweetie, it's going to be fine. We have more and just nothing. So then finally, I try to interject again. I say two words, and she says, stop talking, you sweaty butthole. And I was mean, just like, <laughs> the entire place just like, just lost it. It was one of those moments where it all got quiet as she announced that to the entire backyard. And... Even she snapped out of it for a second or two before she went back into her fit of rage. Um, we recovered, and 
enjoy. A sweaty butthole. That's the thing. It's like everybody <laughs> gets into that. It's like it's one thing like to just say, but where does she get the descriptor there? I have no idea. We've never introduced that term to her. Don't you love it, though? Because that's the, so true what you're saying is, is that like we had, I'm going to share a little blooper um, from, it wasn't even my kid in this particular day, but exactly what you're saying. Um, John and I do special needs station visits here in Spokane and Spokane Valley for kids with disabilities. And we have the police there, and we have the fire department there, and we have an ambulance there. And there was this one kiddo that walked in. It was his very first station visit. He sees all of the trucks, and he starts yelling, fucking leave, fucking leave, fucking leave. And the mom, like, of course, she has her baby in the stroller because, you know, she just had a baby. And she's like, oh, my God, we got to get out of here. And so, like, literally, she's just trying to, like, grab him, grab the stroller, get everything out the door. And also, too, she's like, I swear to God, we've never, we never use this language. You know, like, I don't even know where he's going to get it. And I was like, okay. Um, like, so I, I mean, I was laughing so hard and even the, the face, the first responders were like, um, we're just going to let Holly handle this one. Cause like, they were like, uh, well, this is awkward. So we hit, I was like, okay, let's just hit the pause button because I couldn't help but just laugh about it. Um, and I was like, here's the thing is, uh, I, I don't think for one second you walk around, um, your house saying this fucking leave, this fucking leave. Uh, so, you know, no judgments here, but let's hit the pause button because here's what's happening. He's figured out that like when he uses that language, you panic. I mean, you are white, like I mean, just ghost white right now because you're embarrassed. You're trying to get this baby out of here. So what we need to do is not reinforce this behavior. Um, so let's just get the weighted blanket. We'll sit you in the corner. Like, I have people here that can help with the baby until we get him calmed down. And um, every time, you know, so the police officer went over there to, like, just say, hey, buddy, how's it going? And he, like, tried to stomp on his foot. And I'm like, maybe, it's now. maybe now's not the time. Let's just get him calmed down a little bit because he was just a little viper. Now, keep in mind, he's, like, what, six or seven? So when you see that type of language coming from somebody that's the cute, adorable young man, um, it's just like, oh my goodness, this is, you know, humorous, but obviously you got to hold your composure together. And he did pull it together and it had a fantastic time. He was doing fist bumps with the first responders and stuff, but it was just so funny because on, on multiple levels, like all the autism parents were like, oh, this ain't no big thing. You know what I mean? Like whatever. The first responders, these grown bulky men are just looking at each other like, and we're out because we don't know what to do here um, and then this poor mom was just like fit to be tied so uh, but it, I think it was a good lesson for her because it becomes their escape route right when they do some of these things it's kind of like that's my escape strategy so anybody else come up with everybody was frantically looking at their phones to try and <laughs> capture some of their moments looks like the bones have something you guys you guys probably well, have tons just to too. tie into what you were just saying there though the language thing it is pretty interesting because we are very and this is one of the hardest things for me uh, try to have a clean mouth, um, but I've done really good about it, but um, these kids, they know that that language, they get that reaction, and they pick it up like that, and uh, Evan, he's kind of like a little bit of an electronic genius, and he picks up things really, really quick. I mean, he dual screens YouTube, he's, you know, rewinding. Well, he finds that, that uh, language on there, and that ties into a lot of bloopers for us because Man, he will say the worst thing at the best time. Like, he just, he's great at it, but... Um, like I said, he's like comedy genius. Right. I mean, you wish you almost had a camera crew following you around. Also, to capture the community's response, I think, is always... And again, too, now, it just, you know, early on, I was like, oh, my God, I just wish the ground would open up and swallow me in this moment. But now you just, like, you're on it. And it's like, yeah, that's us, people. What are you going to do about it, Right. 
So the language thing, like he said, we, we don't cuss in our house, and uh, I assume that we could maintain that. But um, Evan nicely got some computer, he earned some computer time from his therapist uh, because he did what he needed to do. Therapist was taking notes. Evan puts in his favorite cartoons. I'm assuming he was putting in Big Hero 6, uh, is what my assumption is, and the Big Lebowski came up. And so, you know, I'm in the living, I, I'm in the living room and I'm like, what, is that a male voice? What, what's going on? So I go over there. I'm like, oh, we're not going to watch that, okay? So I'm thinking, well, he didn't watch it too long. We're probably good. Says nothing. Therapist leaves. Then we're in the we're in the the area. I'm I'm uh, making dinner and stuff. And Evan turns around. He says, "Don't fuck with us." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, oh, okay. Hey, kids, we're not going to say that." And Evan stopped. And then he says, "Well, give me the drug, shithead." <laughs> Well, I don't, okay, I don't have any drugs. And then what's even awkward is with the other kids, I can say, don't say that, but Evan needs specifics. So then I find myself who doesn't cuss around the kids saying, Evan, we can't say fuck. Do you understand? So now I'm cussing towards my kid to get him to not cuss. And I'm like, oh, man, he's going to say some public. So my niece says, hey, can I bring a friend over to hang out at your house? Yeah, cool, whatever. So we're sitting there, and her friend knows nothing about the boys. She's just sitting there, and Evan literally walks up to her and says, don't fuck with us. <laughs> She's so scared. She wants to leave our house. I'm like, oh, okay, this is not a good situation. I had to then go to the school and explain he might say this. I promise we don't have drugs, um, you know. And then the other thing is he's watching Brave. Even Disney cartoons will get you. Um, and the guy... Uh, flashes people. And so we're at a birthday party last weekend. Mind you, my son's almost 11. He's not a little kid. And he walks up to my friend's mother, pulls down the back of his pants and says, feast your eyes. <laughs> Thank God she got a good humor out of it. I almost died and was like, let's keep our pants up, Evan. Okay, this is good. And then you just realize, oh my God, is this really, really happening? <laughs> Well, since you were talking about the um, having to play specifics, um, and I actually use this example when I'm training first responders because I feel like it really helps them understand the specifics, which this does have profanity. So, you know, mute me or put me on headphones if you're listening to this in your car with your children in the back. But one of the things that we, um, you know, I am a little bit probably more progressive um, than some parents in that, you know, Caleb is higher functioning and he's getting to that age where he's going to start exploring profanity. And I want to make sure he does it properly. Okay, so we have rules. So you can say, um, you know, crap, damn, or hell, only, you know, like three times, and it can only be at, the, at, you know, at home, because I need to monitor the use of this. And so it's really a good thing that we have these rules, because, you know, when you say, you know, what the damn it, nope, 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 mm -mm, that's not quite right, so here's how you're going to use it. But Again, being specific, you know, we are very specific about the three words he can use, how many times he can say it, and where he can use it. So, um, one day, um, we, I was doing something, um, oh, I think I might have been getting ready in the morning, and um, Tyler comes in to where I was getting ready, and he says, um, Mom, Caleb just gave me a note, um, do you care to see it? And I was like, well, sure, I guess, and it says on this little, like, post note, poster note, um, fuck you, Tyler. So I was like, oh my. And of course, I didn't spell fuck correctly. It was F-U-K, but you know, details. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, I'll take care of it. So I go out there and I'm like, hey, Caleb, here's the thing. You cannot use the word fuck. 
it's not okay. Um, so like that's not allowed. So he was like, oh, okay. So we went through that whole thing. Um, and so I, a couple days goes by and I get a call from the teacher because he, um, went to school and, um, went through his writing folder and he was going through reading things and some things went in the garbage, some things went back in his reading folder. So the teacher was curious, went through the garbage to see what it was. And it was all the things that he had written, um, fuck on. So obviously teachers are not screening what is in those reading folders. So all, it was very compliant, went through, um, then a few days later, um, he tried using, um, like, you know, gestures, thanks to friends and that little hand tap thing together. So then we had to re, you know, come back to it and say, you know, okay, here's the thing, but he can't use his hand gestures either, right? You know what I mean? So we had to be, you know, and I had to explain to him, you know, you can't use, you know, you can't watch any, we had to talk about YouTube videos, you can't, and then I had to be specific because there's fuck fucking and fucker okay so then it was like okay so here's the thing buddy you can't use any variation of these words you can't write it down you can't use it as a gesture and you can't watch it on youtube right but it took us probably three times to figure out um what was going on and now he thinks to his brothers has he got into the your mama's so fat so you go up to tyler and say your mama's so fat and then you'd have some little like line and i was like okay like ha, ah, that's so funny but you realize you have the same mama so do i look fat to you you know what i'm saying and he was like Oh, yeah, I guess that doesn't quite work. No, no, it really doesn't work. So, um, like I said, being specific, um, I have found is hugely helpful in terms of it. And oh, I don't know about you guys, too, is that um, I don't know who did it, but it's been the bane of my existence because it pops out all the time is that, well, that's what she said. I don't, where did that come from? <laughs> Somebody tell me. Is it the office? Okay, because I was just like, you know, because all of a sudden I'll say something and then he'll just say, well, that's what she said. Sometimes it works. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, but I don't think he really understands because he sticks it then on things that are like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so him trying to fine tune what that looks like, but um, so frustrating. It just, it's a full-time job. Evan has a really high expectation of me and my parenting and that I can never leave him ever. So if I go like... Upstairs. Oh, by the way, he calls us only Bonnie and Jason. He's very literal. So, yeah. So then I hear, Bonnie, Bonnie. Okay, you know. So my grandma, a couple years ago, she was passing away, and I had to be there on and off for like three days. And I was not at home very much, and this is not acceptable in Evan's mind. And I would tell him I have to go see grandma. You know, there's not a lot of understanding. He's very low-functioning. But he knew he needed to say something to me. So when I get home, uh, he was watching Shark Tale at the time. That was his favorite cartoon. I get home, and it's kind of, you know, later, and, like, perfect setting. The lights are kind of down, and he's sitting in the kitchen. And I'm like, I think he's giving me a dirty look. I'm not really sure. I said, hey, buddy, um, Grandma went to heaven, and Mom's going to be home now. It's okay. And he turns at me in a mafia voice and says, never turn your back on your family, ever. And he gets up and walks off and wouldn't talk to me for like a day. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I didn't meet his expectations that day. And, uh, but with him, it's so funny because that's the only thing he can do is talk out of, of shows that he watches. So when people don't know that, they're like, wow, your kid, you know, he can't believe he says those things, but really, um, I know exactly what cartoon it's from, so I'm like, if you only knew, you know, he's literally just scripting and trying to figure out when he's supposed to say what from whatever movie, you know, he's watching at the time. Uh, this is Geraldine. So my son, Elian, is 12 now, and one thing about, I think, a lot of kids with autism, and my son in particular, is they can all be very literal. 
So sometimes, you know, it comes out very innocent. But I found that in our daily lives, when we're walking around the grocery store or, you know, kids are on the phone, you know, sometimes my son will repeat stuff that's done at home. And there's nothing, you know, no funny business going on in my house. But the way that he puts it, it makes it sound like, I don't know, it comes across um, as very sexual sometimes. So um, one day my, my son is talking to my dad on the phone. And thank God, you know, my dad is like 86 years old. And my dad's pretty clueless about things. I'm like, well, thank God he said that to my dad, not somebody else. But I was like cutting up something like in the, in the kitchen or something. And my, my dad's like, Ellie, what's your mom doing? Mom is scissoring. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> thank, thank God this is my dad. But I'm, like, dying, like, beat red. Um, but this kind of stuff happens all the time. You know, um, we are walking in the aisle of the grocery store one time, and we're walking by the ice cream. And how do you eat ice cream? If it's in a cone, you're licking it. He's like, we're licking. And I don't know, just, I mean, it's super innocent, but I'm like, I hope nobody is walking by hearing Elian saying mom is scissoring or, you know, we're licking. I mean, it just, maybe it's just my own warped mind, but this happens to us all the time. Okay. This is Tanya, my 11 year, or my nine year old, I forgot his age. My nine year old son, Logan, um, the biggest thing that we worry about with him is he's very verbal and so he's very literal as well and he's very black and white and he has no filter <laughs> and so, so I like when we're at church I often have to when he raises his hand to answer questions I always have to have him filter what he's going to say or ask through me first <laughs> well, we have the same support system too yes <laughs> so that because <laughs> I never know what he's going to say so some of the stuff that he has said is um I guess one time when he was in first grade, he was going through a stage where he really wanted a baby sister. And I was like, I was like, it doesn't work that way. You don't get to choose the gender. And he already had a little brother, but he really wanted a sister. And he wanted a sister so much that he went to school and told his first grade teacher that I was pregnant with a girl. <laughs> yes. And so, and I volunteered at his school. So I was there volunteering for lunch duty one day and his teacher comes up to me and says, so I hear you're having a little girl. I was like, no, he just, in his wishful thinking, was like, well, I want a baby sister, so I'm just going to tell people that I'm getting a baby sister. You should have waited till the gifts started coming in and then tell them. <laughs> yeah, right. that's what I should have done. <laughs> then you could use all of those clothes for, like, baby showers you're going to get invited to, right? Yes, and also because he has no filter. This happened this past year. His BCBA was in, he was, we were doing ADA therapy, and his BCBA came in, and he told her, he's like, your breath stinks. And she's like, well, I'm sorry. Um, I just ate a breakfast burrito right before I got here. So Logan, in his mind, is like, well, I don't like how her breath smells. So he goes, and my husband, who works from home, he goes and knocks on the office door, goes in and asks his dad for some gum, and then comes back out and gives it to his PCBA. Oh, that's lovely. Yes. My favorite one for, um, you know, Tyler has, you know, been on the receiving end of some of Caleb's charades over the years, but you're right in terms of, you know, it pays to be specific and vetting out questions before they're said in public. So that's part of the reason why we have the rule of keep it in your thought bubble, double check it with a trusted adult, which incidentally is not his teenage brothers. Those are not trusted people because they were like, yeah, that's a great idea. Go ask them that question. And then it's like a huge thing. But he, they were at a school assembly. All the kids from the school were there. And um, the presenter was from, I think, Mobius Science Center or something. And so she'd given a 
presentation maybe on the solar system or something. And at the end of the presentation, she says, does anybody have any questions? And Caleb has his hand up. And Tyler is like, it's like slow motion. I'm like, I tried to get there. But it was like, no, as he was trying to get him to stop. And the question that he asked was, are you a boy or a girl? And of course, everybody starts laughing. You know, and of course, Caleb got in trouble. Um, but then, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that is unfortunate. Um, so, you know, I bet that speaker learned to be more specific. You know, does anybody have any questions about my presentation? Um, but then, too, that was when the rule went into effect. And so now, I don't know about you guys, but I have a parent, like a Caleb manual that I email to all the teachers before the start of school, just because, you know, we've had so many things that we've been able to add to the manual over the years. But one of them is, it's a great idea to vet questions out before he says them in public. And again, having those hierarchy of who is considered a trusted person, because again, the teenage brothers are not trusted people, because some of the things that they've told him is a good idea. Not a good idea. Um, and then Caleb, too, likes to go and tell people, you know, like, sees somebody smoking in public. Oh, my gosh, you know, I'm just so sorry that you're going to die because you're killing yourself. You know what I mean? And you're just like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, pardon my child. Um, because, you know, they're just, he's just very comfortable. My son would so say the same Absolutely. Thing. Or, too, like, you'll see somebody, it's like, oh, my God. You know, like, he just has, depending on the moment and the day, oh, my God. Like, People need to get back because, like, that guy's going to kill everybody with the cigarettes. And it's just like, oh, geez, Louise. But now, John, <laughs> you have some stories that you can share, correct, um, with your son, Cooper? Because if you don't, I have some. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, the grocery store is, like, comic relief every, every time you go to the grocery store. Um, and it's funny that you just mentioned that. Is he a boy or a girl? Because literally last week we went to Walmart. Walmart's an interesting place to go anyways, but we're there and Jackson, he's higher functioning, my son Jackson, and uh, we walked by this guy's cart and Jackson touched his cart and the guy had to acknowledge that he touched his cart. Normally I make people pay for it. And I, I say guy, but I don't know if it was a guy. Because um, it's very, very interesting. I mean, it had boobs, but it had like muscles and it, it was a man, but it was a woman. I, I couldn't tell. You don't know. I couldn't. So I'm thinking that. Obviously, I don't say that out loud, but Jackson, right, right next to me, Dad, is that a boy or a girl? And I'm looking, I'm like, I don't know. Let's just, come on, just don't worry about it. You don't say that out loud. And Regardless, I don't want to get my butt kicked here. They're, they're going to do it every time without fail. I mean, if you're embarrassed, don't bring your kids to the grocery store. It's, it's just, it doesn't matter. They're, they're going to say something, so. I think Jason brings up an interesting point. This is John again. And, uh, sometimes it's, um, if you're going to get embarrassed, then, you know, I think it's expanded as a person. I get less offended now right. than I ever did right. before. Um, and I guess some of the things, uh, even Cooper being low functioning once in a while will say something, um, and completely appropriate. I mean, the, the context, not socially appropriate, however, you know, so that's, that's a problem. Um, but he'll say something sometimes, and people will, you know, look, and, and it's uh, interesting trying to explain my way out of that one. Now, I would say his siblings use this sometimes, and they'll put him up to things um, to, I think they have a desired outcome in mind. Sometimes it's not quite what they get, but uh, I would say that, with Cooper, because he has no social constraint and gives a shit about social, it means nothing to him. Um, if he wants to grab a french fry off somebody's plate in a restaurant, he'll do it. Remember we were shopping at Walmart that one day? I 
Yeah. So I was like, hey, you guys go over to like the electronics section. I got to get a couple grocery items. So I come back and John's, you know, like analyzing, like, I don't know if it, if it was like TV wall mounts or something like that. So he's studying the different options, you know, I'm sure stuff's going on in that head. And I notice Cooper's like chewing and I'm like, what the heck is he like eating? And then I look and there's this woman in a cart pushing this little kid in a cart who had like a container of popcorn chicken. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. And you could look on her face was just like, you know, like, we got to get out of here. And this kid's, like, looking at his, like, popcorn chicken container, you know, and he's, like, shaking it upside down because he just been apparently with behind John's back just helping himself with this kid's popcorn chicken. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what just happened? Well, and by the same token, you know, going through the store, um, he sees something on someone else's cart that he likes, a bag of Bag, bag of Cheetos, he'll grab it and throw it in your basket. <laughs> so that's always entertaining when people are like, hey, and I turn around, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, he likes Cheetos, and, uh, I, you know, you apologize for it, of course, but it is, uh, you get to where sometimes, you know, you're having kind of a lousy day, and, and I've had the tendency to, not the tendency, but, you know, you jump down somebody's throat a little bit, you know, they're really not being very uh, empathetic for these folks. And I, and I apologize, for anybody that may be listening to this, I apologize for being an ass at times, but sometimes it's just, uh, I'm at the end of my simple rope and that's just the way it goes. Some of my favorite ones with Cooper though is just public peeing. Um, and so it's, it's just one of those moments too where it's like we were floating down the river this summer too. And it just so happens, you know, we've gotten out um, numerous times to like stop fish, eat lunch, that sort of thing and just have a break. And this was like towards the end of the float and we got to um, the place where we were pulling out. And of course it's a more of a beach area because it's a you know boat pullout or a raft pullout if you will on the Spokane River. And so there's lots of people that are enjoying their, you know, the summer day and you know, there's little kids and, you know, people with towels enjoying. And then, of course, you know, Cooper just hops out of the raft and just walks up onto the beach. And, you know, he's 16. So uh, it's not like a little kid where it's like, oh, you know, like, and you can laugh it off. It's like you see parents like grabbing kids and like, you know, turning them around and getting them off the beach. And I was halfway in the water. And, you know, when you are trying to move quickly and your legs are like tied up in water and of course the rocks are slippery and I'm falling all over the place yelling Cooper no Cooper no as I'm trying to get up there and of course my kids are close by and they're just laughing because it's like clearing out the area they just think it's hysterical and I was just like you know what you guys are not helpful right now you know what I mean and it's like yeah it's Cooper it's their problem not ours and I'm like no actually it should be our problem too because you know they just get kind of immune to it but Jackson was having a sensory overload at therapy one day, and um, sometimes it took like 45 minutes to get him in the car, and I just, I struggled with him, got him in the elevator, the guy was painting the top of the elevator, so he just stopped painting, his holding, and looked really freaked out because we were stuck in the elevator with him, and and he was stomping my feet, he was punching me, and I'm just like, "Eh," you know, smiling at the guy, and then Jackson leans over and punches the guy super hard in the junk. And the guy almost dropped to the ground. I'm stuck in the elevator with him. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm sorry. And he, you know, I'm just, and I didn't even know. I mean, what do you even say? And I just, you know, like Sorry just doesn't seem like quite good enough. I, I just, I understand why people definitely have issues, but just give us a little bit of grace. We're trying and uh, we just sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it just sometimes it's, yeah, stops a little short. So anybody else have any other Funny. You could, like I said, we could go hours on this topic. Because. I was just thinking about the grocery store again. I feel like the grocery store is just an eventful place for all of us. So my son finally quit like 
adding things to the cart or stealing from other people's. He used to do that when he was younger. But he is, I don't know, he's not afraid of people. He's kind of shy, like he doesn't want to talk to people, but he's not afraid of them. And I don't know what it is about cash registers that he loves, but I have to be really careful every time I'm at the grocery store because as I'm, you know, checking out and, you know, watching my items go down the conveyor belt, Elian usually goes to the checkout stand behind us and starts like getting in front of the cash register and trying to help. Oh. And he's trying to either press the buttons or count money or something else. And they're, everyone's like, uh, whose child is this? I'm like, uh, sorry, that's mine. You know, he's just trying to be helpful. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's their fault that that's, they don't want any extra support. Absolutely. Just put him to work. I'm seriously like make him bag groceries. He might actually do it, but... Yeah, and then peeing, too, same thing. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but um, my kids came back from Alaska. Um, my ex-husband lives in Alaska, so they were there with Dad, and they went camping and everything, and Elian's favorite place to go eat is Red Robin. So we get back, um, and we're standing around. We've got, you know, the little buzzer thing because we have, like, 30-minute wait or whatever. Well, you know, I do have to say this is a great use of transferable skills and, you know, generalizing skills that he learned. He learned how to pee out in the woods. He saw a bush at Red Robin, so he decided to pee out in front of the north side Red Robin in front of all the people that were waiting around. So, I mean, we want him to generalize, and he did do that. He, yeah. He did do that. So That's I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Oh, we have so many peeing in public stories that I could share. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's awesome, but, yeah. Yeah, my son also adopted a grandma one time. When we were at the pool, like I said, he doesn't, sometimes he really, he doesn't usually socialize with people, but every once in a while, he'll pick out somebody that he really likes and just go and give him a hug. Well, we were swimming one day at the YMCA, just like the public swim, we were out there, and there's this elderly lady, and she's like, she can't swim, so she's holding along the side of the pool and just hanging onto it. And I can hear her speaking Russian to like her grandkids and everything. My son just goes up to this like you know elderly woman that can't swim and just gives her like the biggest hug. And he's trying to pull her over to me and take her. So I mean, my son adopted a Russian grandma one time. Interesting. When it comes to adoption, and I think Bonnie, you shared a story too, where um, it's not necessarily the. Well, it kind of is, but, you know, we took in a homeless teen here almost a couple of years ago, and so then after that, it just kind of almost becomes like, you know, we're just all of a sudden now that means that Caleb's on the scout for just, like, new kids that he thinks, oh, well, you know, your parents kind of suck. Maybe you should just come live with us, and you're like, ha, just kidding. Like, that's not really what I meant, but it's just like, you know, how do you, you know, put that filter? You know, because Caleb's measurement when you see parents upset or how they talk to their kids in public, you know, is then his measurement for, you know, oh like I guess we should take this one too because he has a parent that sucks and I'm like oh my god like we got to get out of here quick before they beat the crap out of us yeah so we have six kids and three of them we're in the middle of adopting right now uh Jackson's not happy about it completely because they're all girls and so he really wants a brother and that that's been a lot of funny stuff because we've been out and it's the same type of deal he's like Mom, do you see that little boy over there? He is super cute. Oh, looks like he likes Legos. I like Legos. Mom, let's just take that one. And then I have to explain, this isn't really how it works, and you don't get to take other people's children. He's like, but you're taking other people's children. Uh, okay, you know, it's just too big yeah. of a concept. Totally. You know, but I'm just hoping I don't, like have a kid at my house someday and he just like walked off with them because then we're going to have some well that's actually kind of what I'm worried about is because how Trevor ended up coming to live with us is that Tyler just brought him home from school one day and be like hey you know like uh, this kid needs some place to be and so I'm kind of worried what that's going to roll out for in terms of Caleb's perspective when we get older so 
Anyway, does anybody else have any other bloopers before we wrap this one up for today? I mean, like I said, we could go on for hours. Like I said, you could just read my Facebook page and just be like, oh my gosh, this poor woman. Yes. Send your sympathy cards to the Isaac Foundation, 28 West 3rd. No, anyway, but. Oh, Jalen, you look like you had another one. Does anyone else have the, an issue with like Halloween? Does anyone else have like Halloween problems? So when we go trick or treating every year, I have to be really careful that my son doesn't go into other people's houses. Oh my gosh, yes, like house. that has happened in the early years where oh, I'll just, yes. Like exactly. Exactly. He takes all the candy. I've actually said before, this one lady got super pissed at Evan because she put the bowl in front of him. He took a handful and she's like, he should just take one. And I'm like, then don't put the bowl in front of him. Yeah. Hand it out, my friend. Like, Hand it oh out. Oh my gosh. He, all he saw, well, he only likes three types of candy anyways. So if he's like, oh, crap. A this bowl full of the three that I like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've actually had some families where they've said, oh, worst thing, or worst Halloween ever, you know, he tears off into their house. They caught him finally upstairs bouncing on their bed. Oh <laughs> and they're like, and we're done. So Yeah, my son goes and tries to find the laundry room because he really loves laundry. So. Wait, does he do laundry? Because he can come. I'll show him where my laundry people room like is. Samsung washers and dryers in particular. He'll so. be disappointed. We're Maytag people. He yeah. won't enjoy our place. We went into this haunted house. These people had their own haunted house in their driveway, and we were trying to get our daughter to go into it, and she would not be a part of it. And then... Jackson, he's kind of a rough and tough kid. I said, you, you want to go in, buddy? It's going to be scary. Yeah. And I said, Evan, you want to go in? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, we're going to go into this. I don't know. We've never gone into one. I walk in. They have like a chainsaw going. This lady's rocking in a rocking chair. And I'm like, oh, God, what did I do? Evan literally walks right up to the lady and starts laughing in her face. And then he like grabs a chainsaw. And he's just, this is like the greatest, funniest thing to me. He's Cracking up hysterical, having fun, to the point where they actually came out of Haunted House and said, you have, like, the coolest son we've ever met. Like, yeah, no no fear. And then I'm like, Lily, your autistic brother went into there, for goodness sakes. And, you know, but, yeah, that's pretty funny. All right. I think we'll go ahead and end there with this episode of Isaac's Autism Wild podcast. And that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe and... Just remember, we're all in this together, so find your tribe and hold them tight.